Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened in the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Happy Bonfire Night! Here we are again. It comes around sooner and sooner each year, but tonight is the night you get your Guy Fawkes doll, you throw it on a bonfire, you set it alight, and you set off a load of fireworks, and uh, yes? Isn't... I. Guy Fawkes night last night. No, no, don't be silly. Oh, that's embarrassing. You've got the how no, does no, no, it's, it's today? How does the rhyme go? Remember, remember the sixth of November. I don't think. I don't think you're right. Oh, yeah, it's it's the fifth of November. Did you sleep three bonfire night? Remember, remember the. Oh, well, that explains it. Well, all, all the fireworks. That was a, an unusual number of fires last night. Mm. Suddenly, all makes sense. So it's, it was yesterday. It was. It was yesterday. Yeah. So I've, I've missed it. Well and truly. Oh, balls. <laughs> It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Wizard Radio, you're with Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. How are you? How's your week been? I feel like I've had a very fruitful week. It's been good. Had a lovely time. And now, I get to hang out with you for two hours. So, scrap whatever you're planning to do. um, And instead, just hang out with me. Sit down, maybe, I don't know. Put a put a scented candle on or something and enjoy two hours of me, if you fancy. On the show today, um, I want to talk about a dessert that is very close to my heart. Okay, uh, that's coming up in about ten minutes' time. Also, did you see the Pride of Britain Awards on the telly the other night? I didn't because I hate them, and so because of that, I would like to bring you an alternative on the show before four o'clock. Uh, also, I've been clean shamed. Uh, they want to modernise James Bond. 
I need to open a window, apparently, I'll tell you why after 4 o'clock, and the entire lineup for the TV show, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, has leaked. And so we'll go through all that as well. It's a busy one, plus a 60-second guide coming up. We will do what's going on, our little Saturday afternoon game before 4 o'clock, and Musical on the Way from Coldplay and Maggie Lindemann and Mimi Webb. So there are several moderately good reasons to hang out with me for a couple hours this afternoon. I thank you. Uh, before we get into the show properly, can I just tell you what's what's on my mind this week? I like to just update you at the start of the show. What's up, what's down, all that kind of stuff and tell you what the best and the worst things in the world are this week in this seven day period in which we have lived our lives. So first of all, we begin as ever on a negative with the worst thing in the world this week, which I think is the toilet malfunction on a SpaceX shuttle. Um, it's very unfortunate. There are some astronauts currently working on the International Space Station and they're getting a ride home on SpaceX, which... Oh, which one's that? That's Elon Musk's one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's his... Or is it Jeff Bezos? I think it's Elon Musk's. It's his space airline thing. I don't really know what you'd call it, but it's his, you know, rocket. And it's taken these people back down from the International Space Station. Except the toilet's malfunctioned. It's broken. And um, because it's broken... They've had to turn it off, so they can't go to the toilet. Only issue is, the journey from the International Space Station to Earth, 20 hours long. It's a long journey. It's like twice the distance from, I don't know, London to Cornwall? I think that take 10 hours? Maybe not. It's, it's a long, long way. Space is far away, even in the spaceship. And so, you can either hold it in for 20 hours and take your chances, bad idea, or... A slightly more disgusting solution, which is what they're going with, which is that all of the astronauts will be wearing diapers, nappies, you know, yeah. And that's that's the solution they've come up with. They're coming back on the way from space. They've been to space. They've seen the world from a perspective none of us will ever get to see it from, probably. And done all this important work pushing back the frontiers of science. How do they get treated on the way back? We make them poo themselves because the toilet's broken and wear a nappy and then sit there in their own excrement for up to 20 hours. I mean, that's just a bit cruel, isn't it? <laughs> I don't fancy it. Would you go to space if you could? I'm not sure. I'm half-half. It does sound quite dangerous and scary, but it would be cool. But not if I have to poo myself. That's a step too far. So that is the worst thing in the world this week. But there is some good in the world not outside of the world, but in the world. Um, one of them, vending machines that serve pizza. This is a thing that's been discovered in the countryside in Sussex, which is in like southern England. And there's a little vending machine. I've got a picture of it. It says Pizza Rebellion. It's got, you know, like a little ordering thing and where you put your money in and all that and a screen and a big hatch. And you, I'm assuming, put your money in and tell it what pizza you want and then it will dispense a pizza a few minutes later, hot, um, £8.95 I believe and having looked at the picture, actually quite nice looking pizza vending machines, yes please why are there not more of those, so that's quite cool but 
I think the best thing in the world this week has to be news. News from the nation's most famous parish council in Handforth, which is in Cheshire. I have been to Handforth, went on a pilgrimage back in March. I cycled from where I live in Manchester to Handforth, took about 45 minutes, and I saw the sights. It wasn't that interesting. They have a park with a, a miniature railway, um, and I got a picture next to a sign that says Handforth Parish Council, and that was about the, the peak of the trip. But they're having their Christmas light switch on very soon. Guess who's doing it? Of course, it's Jackie Weaver. You know, from the, the famous Zoom video that leaked at their council meeting where it got pretty hairy. And there was that man who goes, You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. And she's there like, Shut up. You're kicked out of the meeting. You're kicked out of the meeting. You're kicked out of the meeting. Call me Britney Spears. Thank you. She is turning on their Christmas lights. I think it might be worth a return visit, you know. I didn't see Jackie Weaver when I went in March. Should we do the show? live from the Handforth Parish Council light switch on. I don't know if the dates or times match up, but I would love to do that. That's happening, and that, I think, is my favourite thing in the world this week. Jackie Weaver pushing the big red button to turn on the lights. Yes, please. Next, uh, some sad dessert news. If you like desserts, I'm going to make you miserable in a second. But first, this is Coldplay and Selena Gomez. Let somebody go on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman, and playing soon maggie linderman and mimi webb but first um sad news if you're a fan of desserts but also a really interesting fact that i didn't know i'll start with the fact and then hit you with the sad news you know raise you up and then bring you down did you know that the italian dessert tiramisu was invented in 1972 and i know i have a patchy track record for accuracy on this show but i can assure you that fact is actually real. It's You can see it's on the BBC. They don't print stuff unless they can prove it. It's on like Sky, it's everywhere. Tiramisu was invented in 1972. And I, I sort of thought it was one of those like timeless Italian dishes that's just been around forever. Like pizza. You know, who invented pizza? No idea. Pasta, who invented that? Couldn't tell you. But tiramisu, its origins can be traced back about, what's that? 50 years-ish, just under? Um, which is a bit of a surprise, but um, that's a cool fact. If you don't know what tiramisu is, oh, get it in your life. You've got like a bit of, it's like cream on top, or I think it's mascarpone actually. A little dusting of like cocoa powder or coffee powder or something. Then you've got biscuit fingers, like trifle fingers underneath, um, soaked in coffee. It's really tasty. It's so good. Um, anyway, that's the cool fact. Invented in 1972. Are you ready for that? The sad news? Are you sitting down? I'm afraid to report the inventor of tiramisu um, has died. Um, They were 93, so you know, fair enough. They had a good innings. Well done to them. Uh, They were called Addo Campiol. I probably massacred the pronunciation there, but that was their name. And they died. And you know what? What What a legacy to leave. How many desserts have been invented, you know, ice cream, not really an invention, um, what else, trifle, can you pinpoint the inventor of trifle again, probably not, but this guy invented a dessert that is so synonymous with Italian food, that, um, everyone just assumes it's been around forever, it's like everywhere, every Italian restaurant, you can get a tiramisu, on a personal level, 
I would like to thank him because I was lucky enough to go to Italy a couple of years ago, which was the last foreign holiday I went on before COVID um, and had the best tiramisu of my life. I'll remember that forever. All thanks to this man who invented tiramisu. So, um, farewell. Thank you very much. Now, James Gilmore has sent me a message. He says, bring me on. I have a joke. So, um, hello, James. The floor Are is you, yours. Um, have you missed the most obvious joke in the world here? I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think I've missed it. I think I've just, I've chosen not to run with it. But if you would like to deliver it, then please be my guest. Tiramisu was invented in 1973 by a man. That man died this week. Tiramisu. Thank you. That's what he would have wanted. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Shall we play Maggie Lindemann? Let's. Get over that hilarity. Let's. Swizzard Radio. Radio. That was Maggie Lindemann. You might remember from a song called Pretty Girl uh, a few years ago. And now she's got another one. It's called She Knows It. Wizard Radio. And I'm Alec Feldman. And there was a show on the TV this week. It's on every year. And I, I don't get it. It's called it's called the Pride of Britain Awards. And it's an awards do. And it's hosted by national treasure carol vorderman who used to be on countdown and i think ashley banjo from diversity was doing it this year as well and how it works basically is all these worthwhile worthy deserving people get awards to honor their their bravery and you know great things that they've done so for example she's got up a list of of winner here you've got fundraiser of the year young fundraiser of the year you've got someone who's like a, a young achiever and someone who's got a special, was it a spirit of adventure award, whatever that means. And, you know, everybody's got kind of a story, you know, a backstory, a bit of a sort of violin sob story kind of thing. They've all sort of triumphed through adversity, you know, people who've been ill or people who've done heroic acts, all these kind of things, right? They all get awards and it's, it's lovely and it's wholesome and it's cute. And to be quite honest with you, I think it's a bit naff. <laughs> Does that make me a terrible person? Am I just bitter and twisted and cynical if I just see that and think, oh, God, change the channel. Put something else on, possibly. But I'm not really into it. I didn't watch it. I've just been you know, aware of its existence, and I'm, I'm not fussed. And so I wanted to do something this afternoon that I think sort of reflects the, excuse me, the true nature of Britain a little bit more, you know? None of this soppy, emotional stuff. I want to recognise the real people in this country. The ones that embarrass themselves. The ones that bring shame upon Britain. And that is why, on the show this afternoon, I would like you to put on your tuxes, get a bow tie out, and join me for the Shame of Britain Awards. That's right. The new annual tradition. It starts here, November 2021 the first annual Shame of Britain Awards. This is the exact opposite of the Pride of Britain Awards. This is not about wholesomeness or cuteness or paying tribute to those who help the country be a better place. This is about the real people, the ones that kind of embarrass themselves and their families and everyone else, and you kind of think, oh, what an idiot. 
These are the people we're celebrating this afternoon in the Shame of Britain Awards. And I want your nominations. Who deserves a Shame of Britain Award? It's like the Pride of Britain Awards, but the exact opposite. It's for people who have done bad things, and we want to recognise that. So, suggestions. I think I would like to open up three categories for the Shame of Britain Awards, okay? And I want some nominations for each, and then later on I'll decide who is the ultimate winner of each category. So, the number. Put it in your phone now, just so you remember. 07807 183 538. That's the number if you want to text me, or you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. I would like some nominations, and you have to explain as well, for the following categories. Shamed Politician of the Year. Lots of contenders for that this year and every year, really. Um, but I mean, I can think of I can think of the sort of the favourite. But maybe we'll get some other interesting nominations as well. So, shamed politician of the year. That is one category in the Shame of Britain Awards. Next one, cancellation of the year. A famous person in the UK who has been cancelled for something. We need a cancellation of the year for the most. I guess, epic cancellation or the the biggest fall from grace. Again, I can think of certain children's authors, um, all sorts really that could be in the running here. And finally, the, I guess, the holy grail, the main event, the big award of the night, the shameful moment of the year. This can go to anyone or anything that's had a, a shameful moment, basically. Shameful moment of the year. That's the award everybody wants to get their hands on. But who deserves it? 07807183538. That is the text number. Station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email address. And if you want to get me on Twitter, Instagram, it's at wizradio. We're doing the Shame of Britain Awards. I want your nominations for these categories. Shamed politician of the year. Cancellation of the year. And shameful moment of the year. see what you can come up with and we will crown some winners and hand out the awards and have a good old time uh in a little while i'm gonna play lennon and stella in a second but first it's mimi webb and halfway on wizard radio alec feldman on wizard radio mediocre broadcasting since 2017 lennon stella with fancy on wizard radio before that was mimi webb halfway um (laughs) been on the show for now 40 minutes and I was just thinking about, you know, the the um, Shame of Britain Awards and getting all dressed up for it. And I looked down and I suddenly realised that for the first 40 minutes of the show, I've not been wearing any trousers. So there's a nice image for you. Um, <laughs> I was in a hurry. I hadn't got in long before the show started and it was raining. So I took my trousers off because they were wet. Just forgot to put some on. So I'll, I'll promise I'll put some on for the next bit of the show. But for now... I'm afraid to report I am attending the Shame of Britain Awards without wearing any trousers. But you know what? That is sort of in the spirit of things. It's all about people who have embarrassed themselves and brought shame upon them and their families. Um, That's what we're celebrating this afternoon because the Pride of Britain Awards were this week and I I hate them. Just as a concept. Too too sickly and wholesome and... Yeah, no. So... Uh, welcome, welcome to. Sh- Sorry, this is very unprofessional of me. I'll get into my like hosting mode. <clears throat> 
Welcome, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, to the Shame of Britain Awards. This is where we honour those who have brought shame upon their good names and embarrassed themselves in the last 12 months. Welcome, thank you all for coming out. It's so good to be back at an awards ceremony after COVID, isn't it? Yes, except you, Darren. Hey. <laughs> oh, good one. Um, so, the three categories of the night. Um, there's been some fierce competition. There's been some really good entries. We'll start with Shamed Politician of the Year. We'll then proceed to uh, Cancellation of the Year. But the main event, the real highlight of the night, I think, will be the shameful moment of the year, which we'll get to shortly. Um, but for now, welcome. Please take your seats and settle down. And we'll begin tonight with Shamed Politician of the Year. A real um, tough field, this one, this year, because just so many, so many deserving winners. Um, but the nominations are in. Nikki has nominated Matt Hancock, uh, the former health secretary, for having an affair during COVID and those leaked photos of him in his office. A very worthy nomination. A round of applause for uh, Matt Hancock. Um, Adam has nominated Boris Johnson for saying, literally, he didn't care if people died from COVID. What was, what was the phrase? Let the bodies pile high? Yeah, that rings a bell. Um, so Boris has been uh, nominated. Let's just all clap politely. Um, Victoria, in the category of shamed politician of the year, has nominated Pretty Patel simply for being herself all the time. And uh, the last nominee in this category is from Amy. And it's Michael Gove for somehow still being in government and also those really embarrassing photos of him in a nightclub. Yes, of course. Um, those are the nominees. And I can now reveal that the winner of Shamed Politician of the Year... It's Matt Hancock, everybody! He's the winner. His affair during COVID, it was just textbook from start to finish. The fact that he had an affair, the fact that he was doing it with an old friend, the fact that it was during a lockdown that they were kissing in his office, the fact that the videos got leaked, the fact that he left home in the middle of the night and woke his kids up to be like, Bye kids, I'm leaving. The fact that he was on holiday with his new girlfriend instead of his children's birthday, allegedly. Oh, that just makes it a textbook shaming example. And that is why Matt Hancock is the winner of Shamed Politician of the Year. Uh, we did ask him for an acceptance speech, but um, not surprisingly, he uh, declined to comment. So, um, well done, well done, Matt Hancock. Moving on to the next category. Um... There will be a short interval after that. No, there won't be. Um, but we're on to cancellation of the year. Really, really big award this. Um, people who in the last 12 months have gone from being national treasures to hate figures who get trolled on Twitter for saying something stupid. And Abby has nominated Jesse Nelson for the boys music video. That is a quite late entry, actually. Only in the last few weeks that that's happened. Yeah, a very, very worthy worthy cancellation that but Jacob has put in a nomination for JK Rowling for being transphobic of course that I, I mean I knew that would be in there and rightfully so it would have been an outrage if she hadn't even been nominated um, Mason 
He's nominated Piers Morgan for his comments about Meghan Markle. Wow. That, that Oprah interview feels like a million years ago, doesn't it? When was that? I can't even remember. But, of course, Piers Morgan. Always a regular fixture on a cancellation of the year. And Robbie has nominated James Corden for everything to be uh, the cancellation of the year. Yeah, I mean, of course. Again, really tough crowd, but the the judges, the shame panel, have all unanimously agreed that this year we have cancelled. It's Piers Morgan! For all the things he said about Meghan Markle that got him fired from Good Morning Britain. He is the cancellation of the year. Well done, Piers. Um, we asked him for a comment, but he was too expensive. He wanted to charge like a thousand quid per word. So, um, unfortunately, we have nothing from Piers. But, um, well done, well done, Mr. Mr. Morgan, for cancellation of the year. Okay, it's time for the big one. Are you ready for this? Shameful moment of the year. Now, this is the really big award of the night. This is what lots of people don't want to win. And the nominations are through. Phoebe has nominated Demi Lovato trying to get a yoghurt shot shut down. I can't even remember why she did that. <laughs> Can anyone? No, well, that, that's been nominated. Um, Will has nominated Arnie Hammer for being tied to cannibalism. Benny would like to nominate Justin Timberlake for Shameful Moment of the Year because of his role in the downfall of Britney Spears at the Super Bowl all those years ago. Was it the Super Bowl? Was, I can't remember. Was that Janet Jackson? I forget what Justin Timberlake's done, to be honest. <laughs> um, that was Janet Jackson. I, I can't remember what he did to Britney, but it wasn't very nice. And then Jade has nominated Leah Michelle from Glee for bullying her castmates approximately 10 years ago. Um, look, I'll be totally honest. These shameful moments... I'm not really abreast of any of them. But I mean, good thing it's not down to me. It's down to the panel of shame. And they have decided that the winner of shameful moment of the year... It's La La Land! Oh, sorry, sorry. It, no, no, I'm kidding. Um, shameful moment of the year goes to Justin Timberlake for his role in Britney Spears' downfall. Even though I can't really remember what it was that he did... Um, the, the boob was Janet, yeah, that was Janet Jackson, my mistake. Um, but he wasn't very nice to her all those years ago, and now she is free, she can come for him and give him his shameful moment of the year award. Again, we approached Mr. Timberlake for comment, but sadly, he was unavailable. And that is the Shame of Britain Awards. Same time next year? Yeah, put it in your diary now. This is brand new. This is the Beat Freaks. Sorry, The Beat Freaks. Nearly got that one wrong. This is The Beat Freaks and Money Calling on Wizard Radio. The Beat Freaks, Ray, Ross Millions, and we want Wraiths with Money Calling. Wizard Radio, it's Alec Feldman. Uh, I had a good time at the Shame of Britain Awards. Hopefully that does become an annual tradition. But just before we move on to what's going on, um, I would like to bring you my own shaming story this week because I have been shamed by... A slightly elderly man in my own home. Can't believe this. Um, I was making dinner earlier in the week when there was a, a knock at the door. That's, yeah, like that. Um, much like the former feature on this show, someone's knocking at your door. Someone was knocking at my door. And I was like, 
Is someone knocking at the door, or am I just hearing things? So I waited until they knocked again, because, you know, that's what you do. Um, and they knocked again, so I went and answered the door. And it was a, a fairly elderly-looking man. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Is he going to try and sell me something, or tell me off about something? And he had an iPad with him. And he basically just wanted to know if anybody in my flat was registered to vote. Obviously, it's only me here and um, my housemate, only other boy, um, because I used to live with him and lots of girls back in the day. Um, and me and him, I'm registered to vote because I love democracy and will vote at any given opportunity. He hasn't got around to it yet, so he wasn't registered to vote. He was just like, oh yeah, I'm just going around seeing who's registered to vote. Can you tell me, like, are any of these people still living here? Is anyone not living here anymore? Which one are you? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, just to update the electoral register and he was like so does anybody else live here and i was like yeah well yeah my housemates they're here but he's not on your list and they were like ah oh, is he not registered to vote and i was like i don't think he's got around to it yet and then he was like it was weird he was looking in like he was looking past me he was looking in like the hallway and i was like what what, what are you looking at i didn't say that i just was thinking it and he was sort of staring and i was like this is weird he was like you don't hoover very often do you and I was like, <laughs> excuse me? But obviously on the the outside, I was like, um, uh, maybe not as often as we should. And he was like, because I came here a few weeks ago and you weren't in and I slipped something under your door and it's still there. And I looked down <laughs> and he was right. There was a little, a little card that he'd put under the door about registering to vote. And it was just still, <laughs> still on the floor. I can't believe he was clean shaming me in my own home. He knocked on my door and yet he had the audacity to, to clean shame me for the fact that we hadn't noticed or picked up a little piece of card that he slipped under the door several weeks ago. Um, I suppose he did have a point, but how how rude. How dare he. Um, but at least, at least, you know, he was here to ensure the smooth running of democracy and that's what really matters you see everybody thinks that like politics it's all about money and power and glamour and affairs but no it's actually about knocking on people's doors and shaming them for not hoovering often enough that's the real the real important work doing the lord's work my friend uh what's going on coming up next first this is julia wolf nikes on wizard radio wizard radio playing julia wolf that was nikes I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. Hi, Paul is good. On until five o'clock. And now it's time for this. What's going on? On, on, on. Um, <laughs> no sound effect this week. <laughs> so, how, how this game works, if you've never heard it before, if you've somehow managed to avoid what's going on for the last, I don't know, how long have we been doing this? Like a year almost? How this works. It's a very, very simple premise. I'm going to play you a clip of something. Something confusing. Something chaotic. Something completely devoid of all context. And what I would like you to do, purely for your own entertainment, is try and work out what is actually happening in said clip. It's a bit of a challenge. You know, you've got to be really hot on imagination and logic, reasoning, deduction, all of those things. It tests out your brain and we can have a bit of a laugh at the same time. 
So I'm going to play you a clip. You try and work out what's happening. You send me your guess. And then before the end of the show at five o'clock, I'll tell you if any of you have somehow miraculously managed to get it right. And even if nobody has, as happens most weeks, we'll have a nice time doing it. And that's what really matters. It's about it's about the journey, not about the destination. Profound, right? Anyway, enough philosophy. It's time to hear the clip for the first time. Because you won't even answer a phone call. The code You're the coward. To You're the coward. At least I've got the. Yeah, at least I have got it. Your the testicular fortitude to sit here to and speak that. my truth. You have come back. I'll come. Dealt with. I'll contact you. Councillor Morris, will you be quiet, please? No, I won't be quiet. I'm, I'm asking you to speak. To, as chairman, I'm entitled to speak. I have already made. I am entitled to not be heard. Well, I I will be heard. in what you've got. I will be heard. That is a lot of angry men for a Saturday afternoon. I do apologise. Um, but that is the What's Going On clip this week. I think probably quite easy, actually, but is quite funny. So what on earth is happening there? We've got two angry men, uh, assuming they are men, shouting. But why? Who are they? What are they shouting about? If you can give me any answers to those questions and explain what you have just heard, you know where to find me. 07807 183 538. 07807-183-538 at Wiz Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you'd like to email me, I will see it if you email station at wizardradio.co.uk. What is going on in this clip? Let's hear the angry men one more time. You won't even answer a phone call. You're the coward. You're the coward. At least I've got... The f- yeah, at least I have got it. Your the sick. testicular fortitude you to sit here and speak that. my truth. You you I'll come back. I'll come and dealt with. I'll contact you. Councillor Morris, will you be quiet, please? No, I won't be quiet. I'm, I'm asking you to speak. To, as chairman, I'm entitled to speak. I have already made. I am entitled you to are not speak. Be heard. Well, I, 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 I will be heard. I'm what you've got to I say. will be heard. they are so angry. Um, highlights of that I think include the phrase testicular fortitude if anyone can explain what testicular fortitude means please be my guest 07807183538 is the number I thank you we'll go through the answers just before 5 o'clock that is what's going on for this week and on the way music from Seagulls and Lil Nas X right now though just gone 4 o'clock here's the news I the voiceover guy have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio Wizard Radio with Seagulls that was ready for more before that Lil Nas X that's what I want I'm Alec Feldman hi Uh, coming up Conan Gray I'll play you that soon and Joe not Jonas Blue Joel Corey yeah they're all one and the same aren't they Joel Corey uh, coming up also so I'm a celebrity, get me out here. It's a big show on the telly in the UK. Every sort of Novemberish, it comes on and runs until, I think just before, well, it's all about three, four weeks, isn't it? In which some celebrities get sent to live in the jungle in Australia in slightly crap conditions and they have to eat bugs and do challenges and it's all fun and games and it's quite big. It's been on forever. Ant and Deck present it. Except last year... Um, because COVID, they couldn't do it in the Australian jungle, so they had to do it in a castle in North Wales. And I think that's happening again this year. So more castle action coming up on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out Here. Um, and they announce the lineup around this time of year, usually. 
they haven't done it yet. But one of the, the major newspapers has secured a leak. They've somehow managed to, I don't know how, they like know someone at ITV or something. They've managed to get literally every single person that's doing it. And so seeing as this is now sort of in in the public domain, I suppose, um, just wanted to run you through the lineup in full because now it's out there. We might as well. It's one of the biggest shows on TV. So let's talk about this leaked I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here lineup. I'll do like a, a sort of dramatic reveal so we can all um, find out who's who's getting involved. The first person that they've announced for I'm a Celeb 2021 going into the castle. It's someone that's actually just won an award. They've won a Shame of Britain award for most shamed politician. Matt Hancock will be going in to the jungle. Um, he'll be going in and hopefully not kissing anyone else on camera because we don't want to see that again. Um, and he's going in, so he's the first name that's been announced. Whilst he's in the jungle, he will be reunited with someone he probably knows quite well, actually, from their days working on the pandemic. Obviously, Matt Hancock, until he resigned, was health secretary. He worked very closely with this next man who's been announced for the jungle slash castle 2021. Chris Whitty is going in. Yeah, apparently... Um, the bosses at ITV had to fork out a lot of money for Chris Whitty. Very expensive. Um, but he will be going in. I'm guessing that he'll take uh, his little slide clicker. Oh, wait, he doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a slide clicker, does he? Well, he'll be taking his slides. He'll be taking his slides in with him. It's his luxury item. And then maybe getting someone else in the, the castle to be the person that changes the slides. Um, possibly. But he'll be going in. Uh, a million pounds, his appearance fee, apparently. Um... Also going into the jungle, according to this leak, which we're pretty sure is true, a man who is probably a bit more well-known over in America, but his daughter is very well-known in the UK. She married a prince. He sold some photos of himself getting a suit measured and keeps talking about his daughter and leaks letters and all sorts and... I mean, he doesn't sound like an amazing guy. Thomas Markle, Meghan Markle's dad, is going in to the castle this year. That's very exciting. Um, I'm sure we'll get all the, the insider scoop on Meghan Markle and Harry and all that, that drama. Um, he'll be going in. Uh, but actually, um, there is there is a bit of potential for a bit of a, I guess, a dynamic partnership to form between Thomas Markle and somebody else. Another winner, actually, of a um, Shame of Britain award, because Thomas Markle, obviously, criticises his daughter, Meghan Markle, so he'll have lots in common with Piers Morgan, who's going it. This is a, a funny one, actually. So this, this leak says, um, Piers Morgan's only going into the jungle because he still had quite a lot of months left on his ITV contract when he got fired. And so, seeing as they are paying him a lot of money, they thought they might as well use him. So, because of that, he is now contractually obliged to go into the jungle. Um, and so, he's doing it for no extra money. But because they have very good lawyers at ITV, he's been forced into it. So, he'll be in there alongside Thomas Markle and Chris Whitty and Matt Hancock. Um, another person going in, maybe, maybe not as famous as they used to be, but they were sort of public enemy number one for a while. 
it'll be interesting to see if they can rehabilitate their reputation. But then I suppose being in the jungle or the castle, or whatever, you do have to eat lots of like insects and creepy crawlies, don't you? So I think this person will be very accustomed to animal cruelty, and I think will actually be be quite fine with it because going into the castle, another leaked name is Mary Bale. You might not recognise the name Mary Bale. What if I were to tell you she was the woman that in 2010 walked past a cat that was sitting on top of a bin, pulled the cat off the bin, opened the lid, and threw the cat in the bin. That's right. The lady that threw a cat in a bin will be going on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah, very exciting. Um, other people on the lineup include um, not Nicki Minaj, but her cousin's friend will be going in. Um, I know you have to eat a lot of the time like um, testicles of animals on I'm a Celebrity, but I suppose that person won't be able to eat their own because they're so big since they got the COVID vaccine. So that'll be. And finally, the final announcement for this lineup. And this is a real, a real um, catch. I'm very impressed that they've managed to secure this person. They, they used to be in the royal family, um, and there was a big, dramatic fallout in which they sort of were forced out of the royal family. Um, but people loved them. They really had the people's heart. Some people even called her the people's princess. And the ghost of Princess Diana will be going in to the castle and I'm a celebrity get me out here. So that full lineup, because that's a pretty impressive lineup, I think they must have hired some new talent bookers. 2021, going into the castle, you've got Matt Hancock, Chris Whitty, Thomas Markle, Piers Morgan, uh, the Cat Bin Lady, Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, and the ghost of Princess Diana. All going in, going to be on the telly in the next few weeks. And um, there is a possibility that whoever leaked this had a slightly dodgy source and got the information wrong. But I, I really hope that's not the case. So I think that'll make some great TV. Coming up next, um, a bit of advice. The government's new message for winter 2021 involves glass. I'll tell you what that is. After Conan Gray, this is Telepath, Wizard Radio. That was Conan Gray on Wizard Radio with the song Telepath. <laughs> I'm Alec Felvin, hey. <clears throat> Joel Corey coming up in a second. So you know how we've been living in a pandemic for... Ooh, Mark Jake from About 20 months. Approaching two years, blimey. It's been a long time. Um, And in that time, we've had lots of different strategies uh, brought in by the government. There was the... Herd immunity strategy, where you know we, we don't do anything and let it run its course. There was the lockdown, there was the unlocking, there was the lockdown two, there was the tier system, there was the local lockdown, there was the Christmas lockdown, there was the unlocking, the school wave, the uni wave, and now we're currently sort of, I don't know, there seem to be loads of cases at the moment and loads of people starting to die of it again, which is not good news. Um, <clears throat> I feel like my voice has just gone down an octave. Um, Lots of different strategies, and the government kind of, they keep changing things and U-turning and doing all sorts. Um, and so, with COVID cases on the rise again, and um, the vaccination program sort of slowing down a bit, struggling to reach children especially, and people getting their booster jabs, what has the government suggested? The next big campaign for winter 2021, when there could be COVID, there could be flu, there could be all sorts, all at the same time. Really putting the NHS under pressure. What are they? What are they saying? Oh, open a window. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's all they've got, guys. All they have to offer is 
Just make sure you open a window. They've spent quite a lot of money, I think, on a big advertising campaign for this winter. Which, basically, when you boil it down to it, it kind of goes, if you're seeing people indoors, open a window for 10 minutes once an hour. Which is oddly specific. <laughs> when you put it that way, it's like, right, every, every 50 minutes... You must open the window for 10 minutes, and then you may shut it again for another 50 minutes. Like, do, do we want to setting like, alarms and stuff when you're with your friends? Just hang on a minute, hang on, the alarm's going, open the window, quick! And then for 10 minutes, you all sit there kind of shivering for a bit, just to let all the COVID out of the room. <laughs> and then, then you can close the window and continue to spread it. Is that what they're suggesting? I, I, I don't, I'm sure there must be better ways than just uh, open a window for 10 minutes, we'll be fine. I mean, I am, I'm so dedicated to, to the cause of not catching COVID. Even now, I've had two vaccines. I still don't really want it. That I went for a toasty with a mate the other week, and insisted on sitting outside, literally because I was like, no, it's too cold. We're going, we're going inside. We're going outside, um, even though it's freezing cold and it's October because it was October at the time. And sat there shivering, wearing my coat and eating a toasty because didn't want to catch COVID. That's my dedication to the cause. And the government just say, open a window for 10 minutes. Fine. <laughs> that'll, that'll do then. Good. We're saved. Pandemic's over, everyone. Opened a window for 10 minutes once an hour. I mean, that's... I'm, not, I'm, yeah, I'm being silly, but opening window... Ventilation's obviously important. I'm not playing that down, but if that's the best they've got... Oh, boy. Gonna be a, gonna be a long winter. Coming up next, James Bond is being dragged, kicking and screaming into 2021. And I would like to assist with the process. I'll do that in a second. This is new from Joel Corey and Mabel. It's called I Wish Wizard Radio. Joel Corey and Mabel, new from them. It's called I Wish. <clears throat> I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. <laughs> Had some water, so I think my voice is back at normal pitch now. Um, James Bond. I've never seen a Bond film. Never really. No, I've never. <laughs> never read, I've never read a Bond book either. But I sort of. I get the general vibe of Bond, I think. It's like hyper-masculine man goes around with guns, beating up baddies, and sleeping with women. That's kind of the general vibe of it, isn't it? I think <laughs> if you were to describe the plot of every James Bond book and movie ever, that's what you end up with. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, it's, it's this thing. It's become this institution. Everybody loves it, and I've, I've never really seen it, so I can't pass a judgement about whether the films are any good or what. You know, I don't have an opinion on who the best Bond is, or anything like that. But, I am aware that there are a lot of aspects of Bond, especially the books. Um, actually, my sister was telling me about this because she was reading the books, and she was like, oh my god, you really have to overlook a lot of problematic, sexist, really quite offensive stuff to, to enjoy it, which is, which is interesting. Um, but, this might soon be a thing of the past, because... Apparently, now I didn't know this, but they're still writing James Bond books. The guy who originally wrote it was called Ian Fleming. He died a very, very long time ago. But, despite that, they're still writing Bond books. I had no idea. But they are, and like the, the sort of the Bond estate looks after it. And they've just appointed a brand new Bond author. Um, I've forgotten what her name is, but let me Google it and I'll, I'll remember again. Kim Sherwood, there you go. She is the new author of James Bond books. They're releasing three more, and she's writing them. Um, but 
obviously, because it's 2021 and she's a woman. What she's sort of been tasked with is modernising Bond. So getting rid of all those like problematic aspects of the old Bond and bringing it bang up to date. Bringing it into 2021, making it more respectful towards women and generally just less, I don't know, toxic and cheesy, I suppose. So that begs the question, what is James Bond up to in... 2021 you know how can you make james bond less problematic and more more inclusive more modern what relevant modern storylines have we got maybe like james bond becomes double agent and starts uh, i don't know assisting members of extinction rebellion gluing themselves to the m25 for example james what could you call that james bond and the um I don't know, Cascrino Royale. <laughs> that was terrible when I had to think of it at very short notice, so that'll have to do. Um, so, tell you what, if you want to get involved with this, help bringing James Bond into the 21st century, how about we try and think of some new James Bond storylines that are less, I don't know, less outdated, less sexist, less cliched. What's James Bond getting up to in 2021? What adventures is he going on? Who's he helping? Who's he fighting? What happens along the way? What, importantly, what would it be called? Can you do a better job than Cascrino Royale? Uh, you probably can. <laughs> so, if you want to get involved in just bringing Bond bang up to date, then um, send me a message, please. 07807 183538 is my number. That's 07807 183538 on Twitter. At Wiz Radio is where I can be found, and Instagram also. And um, is that everything? Did I leave the email? Station at wizardradio.co.uk is my email address. Uh, so give me some modern Bond story plot lines, please, that are not offensive. Thank you very much. Uh, coming up, Gracie Abrams. And now, the brand new song by Swedish House Mafia, or as Tiny Temper once called them, Swedish House Mafia. Um. They're back, they're back, and I'm so excited they're back. It's like it's 2012 all over again, and like that I've just you know I've looked into their backstory. I found you some facts about them. They're all true because I've done the research, promise. And so I've just put all those facts into one 60-second guide to the Swedish House Mafia. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up. 60-second guide. Swedish House Mafia are one of the most feared organised crime groups in Europe. They primarily operate in Stockholm in Sweden, although their tentacles extend to almost every country in the world. The only countries where the Swedish House Mafia are not known to operate are North Korea, Bhutan and the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. Their origins date back to the late 19th century when members of the Italian Mafia faked their own deaths and ran away to Sweden to avoid being murdered for accidentally killing the mob boss's pet dog. They moved to Sweden, assumed new identities and set about building their own crime empire centred mostly around the illegal smuggling of rare animals. This grew and grew as their families expanded and the Swedish House Mafia became a really powerful and influential group. It's believed that seven mayors and over 50 local councillors in Sweden are all members of the House Mafia and there's over 500 tortoises, tigers and mammoths currently in Sweden that were brought in by Swedish House Mafia. And that is Swedish House Mafia in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio, that was Gracie Abrams and Rockland before that. Swedish House Mafia in the weekend. Moth to a flame. I'm Alec. Hi. 
this is my show. Thank you very much for listening to it. Always appreciated. Before five o'clock, when Miles is on, we've got Cody Frost, we've got Peach, and we've got the answers on what's going on all coming up for you. But first, um, talking about Bond, James Bond, because they're writing some new James Bond books. I suppose they've run out of like actual books to turn into films, so they have to write new ones. The real author of James Bond uh, has been dead for ages. They've got a new person writing, someone called Kim Sherwood, who wants to basically bring James Bond up to date, strip out all of the problematic aspects about it, all the like sexism and probably racism, you know, all that stuff. To make it a bit more relevant for 2021. And I wanted your suggestions, basically, of like what a modern-day James Bond storyline would look like. You know, no more... I don't know, Russian spies and all that. It's all about Extinction Rebellion, him being a double agent to save the planet, all that. Um, and Jake has been on with a suggestion. James Bond and the Parish Council Debate Resolution, a book in which 007 gets called to the Handforth Parish Council to resolve the biggest spectacle of them all, Jackie Weaver. I can't promise that there won't be a relationship between Jackie and James, though. Oh, you've got me hooked already. I mean, Jackie Weaver, that is a very, like, modern Bond girl, you know. Out are all those, (laughs) how can I put, you know, like, conventionally attractive, young, model-type people. And in, you have a slightly older woman who just cares about local democracy. That's what I'm here for. That's what James Bond needs to be promoting more. So I like that very much. Shout out to Jackie Weaver, her second mention on the show today. So, so she's she's having a great time. Um, Benny says, I think there should be a James Bond book called Heavy Goods Vehicles. <laughs> okay. Um, Bond fans will think that HGV stands for some sort of criminal enterprise, but in reality, book's more of a road trip. What I actually mean is that in order to help with the HGV driver shortage, James Bond is driving a van from the continent to London to help deliver people's Christmas presents in time. What a lovely idea. He's swapping the Aston Martin for like a... I don't know. What's what's a make and model of lorry? An Iveco. Do they make van? I think so. Uh, (laughs) For a 10-ton truck. What a great idea. And he can be like a modern-day son. That's what Bond needs, really. He just needs a bit of an image softening because at the moment he's, he's got all the muscle and he's very violent and there's lots of bloodshed in Bond books. What he needs is just a slightly softer, you know, lose the muscles a little bit. Put a bit put a bit of weight on, like, you know, a bit of flab. Like a bit of healthy flab promoting, you know, normal body standards. Um, a bit of a dad bod Bond. Growing maybe a bit of a beard and delivering people's Christmas presents. And, you know, going ho ho ho. <laughs> My name is Double Ho 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 Seven. There, you see, there you go. It writes itself. It really does. Um, so that, that's a great idea very modern and up-to-date example of what Bond should stand for in 2021. So thank you, Benny. And Grace has been on as well. I think I should rewrite the book License to Kill and rename it License to Thrill. In this book, instead of James Bond being the womanizer who kills all the baddies, it follows Bond as he tries to get in touch with his feminine side. It all ends up with a trip to Essex where he joins a, a group of women on a hen to do, and, well, let's just say that Bond is in a completely different position than the one he's used to. It's like Bond meets Louis Theroux meets RuPaul. 
<laughs> I like it. That's a shout. I like that idea very much. Um, although, I mean, I feel like going to Essex would change most people. I try not to as much as is possible. But James Bond and Essex, who knows how that would end up. What? Name's Bond. James Bond. It would sound just like that. Oh, it'd be more like, ah, I'm James, James Bond. I, I'm going to stop trying to do an Essex accent now because it's offensive to people from Essex. But um, I like that idea very much. License to thrill, replacing license to kill. Uh, here we go. He wouldn't, like, pop off with all the bridesmaids, would he? On, like, a hen, because that that's not very modern. That's very old-fashioned. That's what, that's what the old James Bond would do, not the new James Bond. That's for sure. Right. What's going on is coming up next on the show... But first, this is Peach and Heavy, Wizard Radio. Peach and Heavy, this is Wizard Radio. My name's Alec. Hi. Um, Miles Wakulski's here in 10 minutes' time. But first, let's get the answers on What's Going On? So every week, I play you a clip that I have taken out of context completely from something slightly chaotic that is unfolding before our very eyes. And your job is to guess what is actually happening in that clip. This week's sounded a little bit like this. You won't even answer a phone call. You're the coward. You're the coward. At least I've got the. At least I have got the testicular fortitude to sit here and speak my truth. I'll come. I'll come. I'll contact Councillor Morris. Will you be quiet, please? No, I won't be quiet. I'm entitled to speak. As chairman, I am entitled to speak. I have already made. I am entitled to speak. Well, I I will be heard. I'm interested in what you've got to say. Ugh, angry men. That's what that clip contains. If you if you've messaged saying. That's some men who are angry. No points for you because that is very, very obvious. But they are, they're really angry about something. They're having a bit of an argument. But what are they arguing over? Who are they? Where are they? And most importantly, what on earth is testicular fortitude? If I can get an answer to that question before five o'clock, I'll be happy. So let's get to your guesses and see if anyone's actually got it right this week. Uh, Troy, he says, this one is so obvious, Alec. Is it now? He says, this clip is a recreation of that whole Handforth Parish Council incident. Third reference of the show, by the way. Um, but it's recreated by men. A crazy spin on this incident is that because the actors are all men, they haven't, <laughs> they haven't actually read the script properly. They've just kind of skimmed it and they're winging it. That's why iconic catchphrases like, You have no authority here, Jackie Wee, have been replaced with, I'm entitled to speak! It is a bargain bucket recreation of the original. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. Good message, Troy. Yes, you're, you're right. It's men who have half read the script trying to recreate a Jackie Weaver Handforth Parish Council thing and just going, yeah, I don't know the script. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, it's it's not. I wish that was a, like a tongue-in-cheek recreation, but no. It's not a recreation of a council. I can tell you that, but a nice guest, Troy. Danny says, Is this a clip of a debate in the House of Commons? We've got the... Uh, oh, 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 wait, no, it was, it was a joke. <laughs> she says, Ha, 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 fake laugh. What a great political commentary for the state of this country. I roll. <laughs> oh, I've never read a message with, like, stage directions and stuff before. Um, no. Okay. The good gag, but no, it's not, it's not the House of Commons. It's like... 
it's like the House of Commons, but smaller and much, much less important. And, and actually, you know what? This doesn't happen very often on what's going on. But we have had a correct answer. Literally, someone who's worked out exactly what it is. Because, I mean, to be fair, it's been, been all over the news and stuff. So it's not, it's not exactly... <laughs> A big mystery to solve, but Aaron does know the actual answer. So well done, you're the you're the winner. Uh, you don't get a prize or anything because we have no budget for one. But just know you can know that you won what's going on this week, and that is something not many people can say. Aaron says, "I saw this clip this week. This is the Essex District Council meeting that went viral because it just descended into chaos. This one wasn't on Zoom like our friend Jackie. This one was in person, wasn't it?" And the police were called. The sequel to Handforth we didn't even know we needed. Yes, my friend, you have got it right. We've got, um, who have we got? Oh, Jack Jackie Weaver has actually issued a statement about this meeting saying his behaviour was not appropriate. <laughs> so you can, you can say that again. So who have we got? We've got Mr. Morris. We've got Mark Hurd. These are the main characters here. And I don't know, they've just been having a bit of a balmy and it's very undignified and angry and that's why there are too many men in the world and <laughs> in politics but yeah that is the answer which i feel like having that as the what's going on this week sort of tied up the whole show really nicely we've talked about essex we've talked about jackie weaver several times and now at the end of the show they're all coming together for the essex version of and forth with Jackie. So there we go. That's what's going on. Thanks for playing. Um, well done to Aaron who actually got it right for a change. Right, I'm going to go now. Show's over. Um, sorry about that. I only get two hours on a Saturday. Um, but if you want to hear more, there is a podcast where you can catch up on like the whole show, but without all the songs. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast. And if you go to all the usual podcast places, that is where you can find it and subscribe and review and tell your friends about it. That would be lovely. I'll see you again on Friday for the weekly mixtape and then back here Saturday, 3 till 5 p.m. Hope you can come hang out with me. Miles Korski is coming up next after Cody Frost. It's Berlin on Wizard Radio. See ya. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.